welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Trial and Error podcast. We call it The Tap. I am your host, Aaron, the resident podmaster, and squirming in my arms right now is the one and only, the the co-host with the most, Lil' Kit Kat. Hello, Kit Kat. She's so cute. Do you have anything you want to say to the people? Silence. Very strong, very powerful, and it's as strong as powerful as you are cute. I mean, just look at you. If anybody's been following my Instagram, you know I'm head over heels for this tiny little feline. And uh, just over-the-top posts. Way too many, far too many, and guess what? They're not going to stop. If anything, I'm going to post more of them because she's so goddamn adorable. And uh, she likes sitting on the silky flag that I have laying on the ground here. The Jamaican flag. It's yet to go up on the... Uh, on the... Goddamn, what do I call this place? The Lunchbox. The Lunchbox studio. <laughs> on the walls. I have so many goofy shit on the walls, and uh, I got it in Jamaica, actually. Long time ago. But that's a tale for a different podcast. Today is a solo mission. Well, not including Kit, of course, and my friend Evan Williams. <laughs> oh, the best swill money could buy. And, um, yeah, I'm going to talk about it. Anybody didn't already know this about me, my occupation is a newspaper writer, content creator. I write for the Winners Express and the Davis Enterprise, both owned by uh, McNaught Media. And I just, I actually get off on what I do. It's really cool. I learn a lot about people, the things going going on. It's actual news, factual. There's no point in this where I'm like, how can I twist this into fitting my agenda and the agenda of my political party and how can I distort the truth in such a way that I can uh, consume the minds, hearts, and souls of everybody who reads my jibber-jabber. That's not the case. I am on a a veritable sinking ship of a medium, but I could care less because it's a lot of fun and I really want to start digitizing the experience more, a lot lot more so. A big plan is going for the Winners Express. Uh, YouTube channel and just really making digital content the next phase for at least for the Winners Express. I do part-time for Davis Enterprise. I cover the school district and also do little little stories, business bios, which are still a lot of fun. A lot of local mom-pop shops. I love telling their story. That's probably what I like the most. And um, so this episode I've written down kind of what I've written uh, within the past month, just given details of why you should, you know, subscribe to the winners express because the news is an important part of any town or city just being in the know of what's going on i covered the police reports for one of my co-workers when she went on vacation and it is some wild shit woodland the wild west people stealing cars trying to run out of the mall getting caught like the idiots they are and they are always in their late teens or early 20s these fools are just wasting their lives why would you do that why? I'm sure there's answers, but I don't really care. I'm dummies. But anyways, it was enjoyable. Just covering the beats. There's so much going on, and I'm gonna tell you a little bit about it uh, right here. This uh, I'm gonna start off with the Davis Enterprise, and then end with the whammies that is the motherfucking Winners Express. So here we go. Uh, it's been kind of a rough month for uh, the Davis Joint Unified School District, and Davis in general. Just there's a couple of just gnarly things that I guess unfortunately are somewhat of the norm in Davis, which kind of blows my mind because it's such an inclusive, egalitarian, and diverse and progressive city. Davis is dope. Regardless of what you think about it, yes, they're (laughs) uh, maybe a little more woke than other places, but damn it, there's good people. There's hardworking people. There's 
there's mom pop shops that are there, but also the school districts, hey, they care about their students. And uh, back to what I was gonna talk about, I guess a month ago, an overpass on 113, a couple of local neo-Nazis, some young white men wearing um, ski masks, black ski masks, just looking like just complete jackasses, the classic terrorists that you'd expect. And they have a poster, a giant piece of butcher paper they put over the overpass with a message along the lines of the Holocaust didn't happen. The Holocaust didn't happen. It's all gypsy propaganda and nonsense. And uh, one of the reporters from the Enterprise went over actually talked to them and they're just like, well, I can't really say my point of view, otherwise I'll be expelled from whatever school or this and that. And there's just two, judge a book by its cover, look like white guys, but who knows, ski masks on and I couldn't get a good look at the the, their faces and whatnot, but it's just, it, as much as I hate that that even happened, it's like, if everybody, if we believe in the freedom of speech, I guess everybody should be able to exercise that right in that way where it's like hateful, hey, Kit, I know you're excited, you get down off that desk, okay, anyways, um, I'm not sure what can or can't, I, I shouldn't be the one saying what can or can't be censored, it's when it's shit like that, that does bother me, but it's like if you believe in freedom of speech, I mean, everybody deserves a say, but something like that where it's blatantly wrong and like a lie, it's because I, I believe the Holocaust happened and I believe there's thousands of veterans that went to the concentration camps and those who were in the concentration camps still alive that will show you, not only show you their tattoos, but give you vivid details of what happened. And there's so much documentation of it to believe it's a lie, I would... Give me the reasoning. Mm. But anyways, that's not what I'm talking about here. So that, that happened about a month ago. And then at the Davis Senior High School Homecoming Parade, they have a parade to go down uh, Main Street. They go through Davis. There's hooting and hollering, music blaring, candy getting tossed from, from the floats, kids having a good time. And it, I remember it was on a Friday. They're going through, and I hear a bunch of honking of horns, people going crazy. I just hear as I'm typing away in the Davis Enterprise office. Uh, right next to Jack in the Box in Davies and near uh, Bubble Belly. Shout out to Bubble Belly. And uh, there's just, it sounds, oh, what a good time going on. Must be the homecoming dance. Good for them. So I find out the following Monday that at said homecoming parade, the Black Student Union was going down F Street. And as they're going down, some fuckface in a work truck. I'm not going to say the business because it's not the business's fault this piece of shit decided to yell what he yelled. And I guess as they're rolling by, this fuckface rolls down his window at the top of his lungs. Screams, white guy power! Screams, white guy power. This is 2022, mind you. you know, we're not in 1966. Yells, white guy power. And some of the students are like, they from what I've heard, uh, the gentleman, because I report on this, the gentleman who owns uh, Armadillo Music, his name's Josh, first-hand account said he saw it happen, and then, of course, the students, some across the street who've been waving at their friends, supporting them the entire day, go across, they start cussing this guy out, they start accosting him, like, what are you doing? Like, as any sane person would, like, what the hell do you think you're doing? Like, are you serious right now? And Josh was just, he's a city council member, and he saw it all. Saw it all go down. This is first-hand witness. And then after the kids are cussing him out, he's like, F you, white power. And then they drive off because it's like towards the end of, of the 
of the parade, but this guy is yelling white power in 2022 at the Black Student Union. Really? You need to, you're that big of a man, you need to yell at some fucking high school students? You're pulling that shit? Like, that's who you are? Good on you. Good on you. That, that just sums you up as a... I, I hesitate to call you a human being. And I'm not going to call you an animal because I'd be insulting the animals. Like, Kit here. Kit! It's just... That is just hateful. And what Josh, when he spoke to me, he said, like, there was no joking around about it. It wasn't some young kid. It was just a grown adult yelling with mal with malice in his voice. Venom dripping from it. And those kids having to endure that, hopefully... You know, as someone who's not black or brown or anything other than just a white guy, I can't empathize with that. I've never been yelled out like that before, but hopefully it makes him stronger. Be like, fuck this guy. That's going to bolster our resolve uh, in this strive for equality, which isn't going to happen when people are shouting white power at the top of their lungs. Joke or not, go fuck yourself. Hopefully that's what he did when he drove away. Anyways, so the woes didn't end there later that week. So that's homecoming parade. And then the homecoming dance itself is canceled. Why? Because a bunch of bats decided to infest their main gym. Oh, the blue devils. There's bats in hell, I imagine. Blue hell. But good lord, they come in and infest it, and I guess the, the powers that be decided, yet this is not going to happen. They had to postpone their homecoming dance. At least they're going to get it. Better than not at all. And... <laughs> bats! Oh, those bats, those sons of bitches. Kit, you silly little shit. Jumping all over my desk. Talking about bats here. Postponing homecoming dances. What you know, co-host. She's sitting here all, all coy. It's going to be hard to catch her. She doesn't like to stay in one, one spot for long. Kit. Come. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. Ah, snagged you. Look at this cat. For those who are enjoying the viewing experience, on YouTube, and if you're listening to it, just theater of the mind. Look at this cat. Look at her. Listen to her. She speaks in like kind of gurgle purrs. Hardly ever a meow, but just purrs and just oh, she's so cute. Anyway, um, so yeah, they 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 got the bats out, or they're attempting to. They're resolving the situation. You've unraveled my shirt, you dick. Get out of here. And then the week after that, I am bidden to go to, usually I watch the, the uh, school board meetings online because boy howdy to go in from 6.30 to sometimes 11.30 or beyond these meetings go. Sometimes they're only an hour, but good lord, I just watch them online from the comfort of my own home, you know, lest I contract some wild disease. Uh, this time I was been to go because a bunch of teachers, the DTA, the teachers are in full revolution, not a strike. It's just kind of a fun play on words, revolution. They show up, I'd say about a hundred of them at the community commons at 23 Russell street in Davis. They're, uh, man, they are, I should post on my social media. They're all out there because they want raises. Davis teachers are amongst the lowest paid, if not the lowest paid. I believe they are the lowest paid teachers in say a 100, 200 mile radius. It is outrageous how little these teachers are paid. I was interviewing a few of them because they're, uh, the DTA is in negotiations with the board, a board of people who are elected by the people to help steer the district in the right direction, including the superintendent, uh, who, all of whom I have spoken to. They appear to be humans on the outside. They are parents. 
I've shaken their hands, I get smiles, I get genuine feelings from them. So it's just difficult to see such discord between them and the teachers in these negotiations where they were like, oh yeah, DTL, you teachers, um, we'll raise your salaries like 1.5%. And that was a slap in the face to the teachers from what I understand because they're not, the board isn't as transparent as where all the money goes and is allocated, but the DTA does know that California is coughing up X amount of dollars, a, a certain amount of increase to whatever budget. This is supposed to be a very profitable uh, fiscal year uh, budget-wise for California schools. So the, the teachers know money's coming and there's and the board has, I forget the thing, about 16% or something, 8%. The percentages are lost me. So just think of it as a movie where the board is taking a sizable amount of money increase for whatever reasons, while the teachers, AKA the cogs that keep this entire machine running, this machine known as the DJUSD, and they're getting pennies. Like they get paid so little. One of the teachers that I spoke to, um, said she can go to any outlying district, say Roseville, anywhere else, and make $25,000 more a year. $25,000 more, which is outrageous. So they're clearly staying because they have love and passion for this district, for what they do, and to continue. Uh, Davis is, you know, totes itself a very educated place uh, and you know, spot to live, very educated, progressive thinking people, save for a few racist pieces of shit, apparently. But uh, if I didn't describe the DTA board thing accurately with percentages of whatever, I apologize, but the teachers are pissed. Hundreds of them showed up for a reason. So if I didn't describe it accurately, that I know happened because they're there for a reason. And they just wanna get what they're owed. They're trying to get theirs. After they're told plenty of times how valued they are, but it seems that it's time to put for the board to put their the district to put their money where their mouth is and pay these teachers. Same goes for teachers everywhere, not just DJ USD, but this seems to be an ongoing thing. Pay the goddamn teachers. It's worth the fucking investment or whatever else is going on. I'd say wherever money's being allocated these days, happy teachers are willing to go the extra mile from what I've heard the teachers and what I can also assume when I interviewed them. When you have happily happy teachers, who are fiscally sound, that don't have to worry too much. I mean, yeah, they're not gonna be making money hand over fist, but at least they're gonna be comfortable and they'll be happy and more willing to participate in making the community a better place and staying long, long, long hours, even more than they already do, uh, to help students, to help their community, to help their school, to just be everything they can be and more when they don't have to worry about, well, I'm making like, you know, a couple of breadcrumbs to pay my rent. Who, what kind of incentive is that? So it's just, ho hopefully the situation gets rectified and the teachers are paid what they owe. Moving on. Uh, boy, howdy, this Friday. I want to get this podcast out before this Friday, the, oh boy, the 14th, I believe, of October. Uh, Rachel Barton Pine, a real world-renowned violinist, is coming to DHS, is coming to uh, do a concert, a benefit concert to the Baroque Ensemble of Davis High School. Uh, they're they're going on a Euro trip with their uh, teacher, orchestra conductor, Angelo Moreno, a vivacious teacher who is very passionate about what he does, and they've been to Europe three times. This will be the third time, and they're going to go to different places, about a two-week kind of deal with the Baroque Ensemble. It's like an old thing visit an orchestra. 
and they're gonna go these high school kids gonna go play at cathedrals this classical medium and that has got to be the coolest fucking experience i can really think of to go and just play where kind of classical was born so to speak it's super poetic and so rachel barton pine uh somehow angelo got in contact with her through the sacramento um oh my goodness the symphony it's what's that word philharmonic sacramento philharmonic uh, put him in contact with her and he's like, yo, do you mind coming talk to my class? And this is just world-renowned called Virtuoso. She comes in, sure. She talks to him. She starts playing violin, 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 and then she tears into Metallica. Some Lindsey Sterling shit. Shout out Lindsey Sterling. And she just shows her stuff. It is incredible how good she is. She has paid tens of thousands of dollars just to be at places, but she's coming to this play free of charge because apparently one of her passions is early childhood musical development. And she just talk turkey with the class a little bit and then angelo's like fuck it i'm gonna push the envelope would you like to um play at this benefit concert for my baroque ensemble baroque is very like old school not as common luckily rachel barton pine was an advocate for baroque and definitely is she was super juiced to find like a hapsichord or something in angelo's office afterwards like yo you guys well, got a little baroque something something going on he's like yee he says yee the exact words obviously and then asked her, like concert she's like yee so he said yee and she showed up and uh just to help pay the way for these students and she says yo no tickets at the door don't sell no tickets make it donations only he's like are you sure i want your time to be worth it he says, trust me, just like Han Solo. They make $6,000 in one damn night, and she's coming back for a third benefit, yo, silly cat, for a third benefit concert for the Davis High School Baroque Ensemble. And she's gonna be playing her ass off, and then the, I, in my article, I called it an experiential crescendo. It's going to be Rachel Barton Pine and her daughter, Sylvia, and they're gonna be kind of duetting the holy hell out of it. This world-class classical music going off this Friday at 7.30, get there early. Uh, it's free of charge, but donate, don't be a dick. Donate a little bit of money. Down, down you little cat, down I say. Anyways, 7.30 at Davis High School. Just follow the hubbub when you get there. It's at one of their theater buildings, you know, cause they ballin'. And yeah. It's world-class music on a minuscule stage. This is impossible that she's showing up here. She should be making millions any other day. She, she's around the United States. She's around the world. And a fun fact kind of story that Angela told me on the phone was she walks with a little bit of a limp. Why? Because apparently the violin that she has was is on a lifetime loan to her by a anonymous patron. This thing is, as, it's not a Stradivarius, but it's as a, it is of the same prestige of a Stradivarius, this woman's violin. It is, it was made back in 1850s and it is it, 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 priceless, priceless. And she was in a subway and somehow it got away from her and she went down to like save the violin, I guess saved it, but in the process lost her leg. Lost her leg. When people say, oh, I'd give an arm and a leg for my profession or my passion, whatever. This woman literally gave her leg, outrageous outrageous i love it she's a savage that's what's going on in davis crushing in the winners transitioning to winners man okay coolest one 
to date, well, not to date, but of late, Jordan Skaggs, this 13-year-old uh, eighth grader going to Winters Middle School, is riding, she is racing and winning mightily in side-by-side uh, -side ATV races. It's just a one-seater. She's driving an, R I think it's called an RS1, a Polaris, that's going up to 90 miles an hour. This is a 13-year-old girl hauling ass uh, in Marysville and in different places, just local track legend, just whooping ass, taking names. And just to be going that fast and winning, it's just incredible. She seemed a very intelligent and articulate, articulate young lady, an old soul. Like, she'll be the one in college who's sober driving her drunk-ass doormate friend's home because she's that responsible. She's just that, you could just tell. She is, her maturity level is way beyond uh, probably her her, uh, her peers. But badass racer, and I guess uh, late last month she got in a pretty bad wreck. Somebody, it wasn't her fault, according to her dad. Somebody sideswiped her or some shit, but got in a wreck with this other person. She's A-OK, -okay, totals the vehicle, and then... I guess the way the standings worked out, there was a race group who they're gonna win it regardless. So helping her wasn't, it didn't matter. You do it because it's the right thing to do. And they're like, yo, um, so like since we're gonna win, like here, here's some tools, here's some parts, like let's try to get you back on the racetrack so you can get some points or whatever. And I guess the tradition is you show up to these places on Friday, you qualify, uh, and then race all day Saturday and you're just with these families, you're barbecuing, you're having tailgate parties or whatever every single weekend. And so these people came together to help out, help get this car, Jordan's car uh, operational again. They got it to about 60%, the alignment was off and it was only in two wheel drive. Homegirl finished in third, pulled it out and I think finished third in the season or something like that, but definitely just badass and she's only get uh, better and better as she gets older. So keep an eye out for Jordan Skaggs. Um, I'm also covering sports for the Winners Express. Volleyball has had better seasons. I guess injuries are a factor, as they always are. Hopefully those gals start doing better. And then the swim team, they're just killing it. They're, they're sharks. Water warriors, but they're, they're sharks. Anybody going against them is going to get got. I uh, wrote an article about Audrey's. Audrey's Fiesta Boutique in Winners. It is right next to El Pueblo on the left side at the corner where the uh, ATM machine is. This lady, Maria Gutierrez, immigrated to Winters from Mexico in 1975. She has spent her whole life in Winters. She local as local can get. She worked in the fields. She said about 12 seasons working at Vermariani Nut, then worked at Tufts Ranch packing fruit, then worked at uh, Lorenzo's Town and Country Market, then at Eagle Drug. She's worked everywhere in Winters. Get off that wall, cat, you silly little shit. Thank you. And then she worked, she said, 17 years in insurance. And all the while, she's like, I want to own my own business. I want to do my thing. She did her goddamn thing after her kids grew up, got out of the nest, three boys, one girl. There's like a, uh, the, the name Audrey, that's her daughter's name. That's what she named the shop after. And uh, she has a son in law enforcement, one in, one's a doctor. Can't remember the third one. But she, this badass just decided to open her own thing. She likes working with people. She likes helping community and party I don't think it's party planning, but she just facilitates so much in her shop. And uh, just what she was saying, like, I didn't speak a word of English when I got here. She just busted her ass, took her a long time, and she got the job done. Started her own business from the fields to owning and operating her own business at the corner. She has so much shit. She has authentic Mexican attire. She has huaraches, sombreros. You got the... The rooster belts, you got the the alligator skin boots.
cowboy hats and then she also has rentals she has she has some like the classical kind of mariachi band looking rentals but also suits quinceanera dresses bridesmaids dresses tuxedos for prom and she has all those rentals there um and she has all those classic uh catholic cherub oh my i heard that one kitty the sheriff, the, all the figurines. You have the St. Michael's with the spear fucking up. Lucifer, you got just the classic, classic uh, figurines. Of course, uh, the Virgin Mary paintings and stuff like that. Just the, the store is filled with so much. You got you got jewelry, you have, you have shoes, you, have, you just have so much. She also does, does packaging services to Mexico and Central America and a worldwide money exchange. Slady has it all. Maria. Shout out to Maria Gutierrez. She's killing it. Another another uh, lady owner here in Winners. Badass. Another owner. 16 years in service. Art guitar. Right next to Turkovich. Tasting room. Right in between Turkovich and I think it's called the 618 uh, Salon. And um, this guy, Al Calaron. As a wee lad, he heard the Beatles was all sorts of inspired. And then I guess his uh, neighbor had this like blue Stratocaster. Uh, guitar and he was just smitten so he's just he, he came to winners and eh, like in the 90s and uh, was the pastor at New Life Church and then just transitioned full-time music start he ta taught himself how to play taught himself how to build this shit and he's just this badass dude who loves music he loves teaching it he repairs stuff he repairs all the guitars anything with strings except for the violin but he's just about his craft he's about his passion and he's living his passion every single day. He's just literal brick and mortar building, uh, sawdust on the ground. It smells of lacquer and just really, really cool. He also does lessons. Shout out to Art Guitar. Those are his initials, initials of his dad and his grandpa. So it's sort of like a nod, a little homage to the legacy. That is he. Boy, howdy, Art Guitar. Um, oh boy, we also have an all-female FFA leadership team for the first time in the FFA's history here in Winners. In 1969, girls weren't even allowed to uh, join the FFA, and look at us now here in 2022. We've got a bunch of baddies that are about to lead this chapter to a whole new world when I talk to Kayla Roberts, the teacher. I guess it's Kayla Medeiros now. Congratulations, she got married. She's like, it, everything's super organized. Everything's just flows. It's it's always controlled chaos, but she's super proud of just how organized these ladies are. And she's also a little bummed out that the boys ain't stepping up to take on some sort of leadership role, just for, not just diversity's sake, but for everybody who joins the organization, she wants everybody and their likeness represented. You wanna see an extension of yourself as part of the leading group and this is a well-oiled organization donnie whitworth's done an incredible job over the years as has uh, kayla and it's just they're giving these kids every opportunity um, unfortunately maybe i don't know if it's sports or other things getting in the way of these young men not stepping up to get into leadership positions hopefully they do but until then these uh these ladies are gonna run the goddamn show and going into it man didn't think I'd be getting into this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna dip my toes in this whole transgender pond because in the back of my mind as I'm writing this because it's just a classic girl power article which like I'm about I'm about the ladies getting theirs fuck yeah 
And it, I'm like, is somebody going to send me an email? Like, well, you don't know what a woman is or whatever the narrative that is floating around of what men or women are or aren't or anything in between. I think people should be, this is all my opinion, be proud of who you are, be what you are. Don't let anybody tell you what you are, what you aren't. It's just, oh my God. It's just so difficult to see people try to influence or make a child, someone 13 or 12, 10, even younger, to change who they are fundamentally through like surgery and, and hormone therapy and all that stuff. It's just like, I, I feel like we need to go through the crucible that is puberty. We need to have life experiences, possibly, and here, here's my suggestion, maybe 21 before you make any sort of wild, radical, irreversible surgical moves or taking medication that changes who you are from uh, on, a, on a biological standpoint. It's, it, it's just so difficult for me to see that go through. And I, I'm never one to tell someone, you aren't this, you aren't that. And if you make it to 21 and are fully convinced and are just like, this is who I am, I've gone through enough of life experiences, then go, I, I'm all about it. Be who you are. Nobody should dictate who you are or what you are. But up until 21, maybe like learn about it, be more knowledgeable of it. And if you're going through it, fucking good. Maybe you're supposed to be going through these struggles to find out who you are. Maybe you're gay. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're having a phase. Maybe you're having a really tough time finding out who you are. Maybe you haven't met the right people to help you figure that out. Maybe you haven't had the right the enough conversations or life experiences. I feel like that should be a requisite before you make those, those types of decisions. And nobody should ever make them for you. Nor should you be gaslit into thinking that you're XYZ or elemental P for that reason or any other letter on the alphabet. Whatever. Be who you are. Just, I guess, wait till you're 21 to make a decision. I don't think this has anything to do with FFA female leadership. And I haven't gotten any uh, um, emails about it. And nor am I trying to offend anybody with my opinion, but it remains just that, my opinion. And I'll continue to educate myself more on this topic and issue and let's just hope that the world can just be like fuck it let's live and let live i just think you should be 21 before going through any sort of gender changing anyway gender transitioning anyway 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 uh didn't think i'd do it but i did i went there i went there so good on the, the FFA, uh, interviewed all those ladies, just badasses, ambitious, enthusiastic, and with full schedules and just ready. They're just ravenous for responsibility. Love it. Um, haunted Forest. <laughs> haunted Forest. The Haunted Forest right behind Green River. Uh, super cool. Uh, the family that's putting it together, they're, they're all uh, advocates of theater and they all play parts as you're going to get the living shit scared out of you. It's not a gore fest. It is kind of a psychological fucking of the mind. It is, it's just so cool that they put it all together and they're fully invested in their characters. They said there's some characters there to help you, some are there to eat you. And they're just gonna pop out and harass and scare the holy hell out of you. What a unique experience, I can't wait to do it. And uh, it, it was one of those things I got a call from them. They thanked me for like spot on describing their, 
like what they are, who they are, and what they stand for. They're they're super into the Halloween lore. Their family's always been about that pranks and tricks and just having fun with it. I mean, to kiss my own ass there for a minute, but I did get that call. That's why I also I like, got letter from from uh, Bubble Belly when I get affirmation unsolicited from people that I've written articles about. Uh, I I like that I was able to positively impact their mission, their passion, their goals, and that makes me very happy to help facilitate that. And this was one of those instances, and I can't wait to do the haunted forest. I'll be nervous going into it, uh, but I think it'll be a fun experience, and I'll do another podcast. Uh, Despues the experience. Oh, boy. Haunted forest. Oh, and then... Oh, I was going to do a diversion, but we're already a half hour into it. I guess I could touch on it a little bit. Uh, about a month ago, this diversion from the main topic. That's all I want to talk about paper-wise. But, you know, as a journalist, I guess I can talk about how I what journaling means to me because I finished I was I realized it like about halfway through this notebook but I had a journal that I've had with me for quite some time a number of years because there'll be times where I don't journal as often as I should which should be daily and I'm going through one of those little times right now I'm not journaling daily maybe once every couple weeks or once a month and I look back at the date though I last journal I'm like god damn it Aaron get your poop together and it helped me through so much. Uh, it's like a personal uh, therapy session where you just, sometimes your hand just goes off and starts writing down words, kind of un, uh, you're unconscious of it, of just how these words are coming to mind. Then on paper, it's like your inner self is talking to yourself through these words. You're just kind of sitting there reading like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You just got to open up and be real with yourself. And nobody has to read this shit. And it's, it's just for you. There's been times where I'm just, digging into the paper i'm just that's what i felt like that day where i just scrap like rip some paper out of it just that salty I, i've i've been raging trying to do it and i'm just like fuck, I'll throw it or whatever and there's bumps and bruises on that journal and there's also a lot of real moments there's happy moments and you go back and you're like wow that's where i was emotionally that's like in a, a chronicling of your emote the emotional chapters you go through uh saw it through an x and beyond and just going and how I'm dealing with other certain things, the pandemic and whatnot, fucking still reeling from that shit. Uh, it's just to journal is universal. It's for everybody. If you think you're not a writer, bull honky. It's just start scribbling. There's a difference between writing and letting anybody else ever read the words that you put to paper because you could burn that paper as soon as you're done. Read it over. No, you don't even have to read it. You don't even have to read it. Once you're done, oh, time to burn it. Boom. At least you got the art, the act, the yeah, the act of writing out. And it's a beautiful thing. And no matter what happens in this world, electricity or no, Wi-Fi or no, writing and creating is its own sort of freedom. And it is just, do not take it for granted. I know I did all the way out throughout college. And now it's something that I do as not only as a passion, but as a profession. And anybody else out there, just write a, just, oh my God, find a prompt online, something silly, and write about it. Oh my God, it's just, it's so much fun and you just get lost in it. I mean, maybe you don't get off on it as much as I do. Writing, journaling, just have at it because it's something you can do for free 99 and you're going on a journey. Put on some music and just jam. Pour yourself a little glass of whiskey, maybe take a toke, whatever you got to do get those creative gears turning and grease those ideas it just just spilled all over the page go off have fun right damn you that is my message kit kat what are you doing 
you're just chilling down here. It's time to say goodbye. You're just resting behind the painting. All right, so, well, that's it for this podcast. Uh, the next one will either be with Miss Hugh, Brentley, or uh, Resendo. I uh, got some got some guests on the lineup, but just not sure which order. But uh, with me, as always, of recently, Kit Kat, I love you. And I love all you. Thanks for listening. Have a tremendous day and read the Winners Express. We read the Davis Enterprise. Read everything I have to write, damn you. Pick up what I'm putting down. Bye. You lose. Good day, sir.